All right. I'm just going to have a quick sip. Welcome to term four of One Youth. I'm believing this term is going to be an awesome term where we're going to hear from God that Jesus is going to lead us in great ways that the Holy Spirit can make a huge impact on the Air Peninsula because we're a youth ministry on fire, believing God for revival to move in a powerful way that our, our region would never be the same because of a touch of heaven in this place. I'm believing for that. There's many issues that principals, school teachers, police talk about. But I, and, and it doesn't matter about how much discipline, how much policing, how much strategies they put in place. So I believe the answer is a touch from heaven, uh, an encounter with their saviour, an encounter with their father in heaven that can change this region. I'm believing for that. Use our faith that we can see that happen yeah. in our schools, in our families, in, in our streets. I do. I believe that God can move. So... For last term three, we're looking at what do you mean? What do you mean? So what do you mean? So for term four, we're looking at what do you mean? Parables. So actually, ah, that was going to be like a joke because we were doing what do you mean last term. But now, this term, we're not doing what do you mean parables. But we're going to, but that's an interesting thing to say, well, that's a Christian word. What does a parable mean? I don't watch TV show and they go, here's a parable for you today. But so the next slide for us, Larissa, is power parables. Yeah. Why don't you happy punch someone to, and tell them power parables. Power parables. So what do you mean parable? So a parable was a story that Jesus would tell in order for people to understand concepts of the kingdom of God. And so you read the Bible and it talks about the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like. And so what is the kingdom of heaven is like? So Jesus would use these stories called a parable, which is using an earthly example to, uh, to describe a heavenly kingdom of God uh, way of thinking, way of living. So he's using things on earth so that we can understand and get a grasp of what his kingdom is all about. That is what, and so that's what the purpose of a parable was. And, to, uh, and so I want to ex- explain a little bit more about the kingdom of heaven. So does anyone know what this thing here is? It's a passport. It's my passport. Correct. Who wants to see my photo? Identity theft is a, it's not a joke. <laughs> Boom, that is my passport. That oh, is I me right it. there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is my passport. But so you this here tells me I am a citizen of Australia. This passport says that my, I come from Australia. I am an Aussie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Oh, yeah. So this passport, you, you go to the American embassy or something and you open this up. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. You go to the Philippines and you show this and, they, and it, it's like you open it up and want to go, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oh, yeah, all right. So, not really, but that's kind of how it works, right? You show the passport and it starts singing, oh, you're Australian. But here's the thing. Then I get this book, right? And I turn to the book of John chapter 3. I meet a man called Nicodemus. And Nicodemus goes on this journey with Jesus about this concept of being born again. At Youth this year, you've heard me talk a lot about this because I'm passionate about it. But when you get born again, you this yes, I might be an Australian citizen of this passport, but I get a new passport. I get the passport to the kingdom of God, yes, which says yeah. so. This passport says I'm a resident of Australia. That this continent that we live on, I belong here. That's what this thing tells the rest of the world. Yeah. But 
what John chapter 3 tells me with Nicodemus and Jesus, that when I get born again, I'm no longer an Australian first. I'm a kingdom of God child first. I'm a child of God first. That's what my passport tells me, that I'm now a citizen of heaven. I'm now a citizen of the kingdom of God. And so then we go, well, that's really cool. I've got this new passport, and we can all experience that born-again experience where we're now children of God. But what does it mean to live in the kingdom of God? And so Jesus uses parables for us to understand that born-again experience. Well, okay, I'm in a new kingdom now. I'm in a new paradigm of life. What does that look like? What does that mean? And that is what the kingdom of God is all about. The buzzing has stopped. Amen. So... Jesus, yeah, so then that, so then we're gonna we're now we're gonna go to Matthew chapter 13. That's might be there, sorry. But Matthew chapter 13, and it taught it's it's one of the major parables, or sorry, like chapters in the Bible where Jesus has parable after parable. Jesus is, is telling his disciples uh, all these different things of explaining and illustrating to us. Or, or to his followers, what the kingdom of God is all, all about. And so we're just going to look at a few verses for some background before we look at the parable that we're going to look at today. So Matthew chapter 13, verses 2 to 3 says this. A large crowd soon gathered around him. So he got in a boat, then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables such as this one, which we're going to skip and we're going to get to in another week. Then we get to verse 10, and the disciples are a little bit confused. It says this in verse 10. His disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. This is why I use parables. For they, will, for they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills a prophecy of Isaiah that says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened. For their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand. For they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. And so then he explains what that parable meant. Then we're going to finally read verses 24 to 35. And again, Jesus says this. Here is an... Right? I think it's meant to... I, was, I did a uh, spelling incorrect. We're reading verse 34 to 35, not 24. That would be a massive chunk. Verse 34 to 35 says, Jesus always used stories and illustrations like these when speaking to the crowds... In fact, he never spoke to them without using such parables. This fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet. I will speak to you in parables. I will explain things hidden since the creation of the world. So that hopefully gives us a bit of a background to what we're talking about, about parables. That Jesus says there to his disciples that I'm going to speak things. And you might hear a random story and go, what does that mean? 
But when we have the Holy Spirit, it talks about people won't understand because their hearts are their hearts are hardened. Mm-hmm. And so we're not talking about literally you had a heart attack and your heart's not pumping, but we're talking about the spiritual your spiritual life yeah. that mm-hmm. have you got a hard heart towards God? But when we have been filled with the Spirit of God, that we will mm-hmm. hear these parables and hear the yeah. truth or the realities of the kingdom of God. Yeah. So he's telling these stories and people listening with hard hearts are going, What is this guy talking about? What is he on about? But he's saying, but no, for those who have the Spirit of God alive in them, they're actually getting revelations going, wow, that's what the kingdom of God's like. Wow. So Australians know, if I say Aussie, 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 but then when he says, love your enemies, they're going, wow, I heard the story and I've got to change. Wow, I heard the story and my life's got to line up to that. In a, in a similar way. And so we don't want to be the generation of young people yeah. that hear these stories of Jesus and go, oh yeah, I've heard it before. Then we want to go, God, if yeah. that is what your kingdom's like, I want to be a part of that kingdom and I want to hear it, I want to see it yeah. because that's what you want to do. So that's some, for every week this week at Youth, and we should do it anytime we come to church, anytime we do a devotion, but in particular for this term, as we come up to these parables, let's cry out to God and say, God, soften my heart. Mm. I want my eyes to see what you're saying. I want my ears to hear what you're saying. That I could be, uh, I can understand the kingdom of which I'm living in. That I could understand. So it's not that it be if someone comes from another country and you go, I can tell there's something different there. That when we go to school, they'll go, they they're from another country. Because we are, we're from another kingdom, and we want to hear it and see it. That we can go, I'm going to live in that way. I'm going to live in that in that perspective because that's my kingdom so let's pray before we get to our parable for today and believe that god can move powerfully lord we thank you that you're here in this place father we thank you that you sent us the holy spirit that we can call upon holy spirit say holy spirit open our eyes open our ears soften our hearts that we wouldn't be confused that we wouldn't be uh we wouldn't let blockages of pride arrogance uh hurt there's so many things bitterness uh block us but we would have Ears to hear and eyes to see concepts of the kingdom of God that we would li- that we would understand these parables and that we wouldn't be confused by their meaning, but we go we understand yeah. what this means and then we're going to live out a kingdom lifestyle because yeah. it's what you're calling us to. Yeah. Amen. 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 So today's verse is in Matthew uh, chapter thirteen, and we're going to read in verses forty-four to forty-six. Oh no, we're not. We're going to get go to that. We're going. We need that before. So. Who, who knows what these devices here are? Therefore, um, when you get something... Fashion security warning tags, right? That's what that is. Now, I've got a cousin called Hector. And when I'll go to Melbourne, see if he lives in Melbourne, and would... So, does it, just out of curiosity, does any shops in Port Lincoln have these? Kmart. Oh, Kmart does have these. Okay. Because those ones they got the black ones on their left. Okay. So, it's interesting, right? So, because uh, I wasn't sure... If we have these or not, but apparently, like a lot of them have ink in it. So if you try and break it open, you wreck the garment um, or the fashion, the fashion stuff. But so, so my cousin, right, Hector. So we'd go to like supermarkets and other uh, uh, like outlets of stores, and he would always find money. It didn't matter what you do. He'd be like, "Look, I found two dollars," and then you'd go, "Oh, that's cool." And then you'd go somewhere else, and he'd be like, "Look." I found a dollar. He, but, and it was crazy. It didn't matter where you go, Hector would find money. Now, he wasn't stealing out of people's pockets. He was literally just finding money anywhere. Why was he finding money anywhere, anywhere everywhere? Because he was looking for money. His eyes were on the hunt for money. 
He was looking for treasure, right? Hector was a pirate with four with two arms because he was he had a, a desire for treasure, Arr, right? It didn't matter what Hector did, he wanted the treasure and he would find it. And then, so then we're up there's this one particular place called Union Hill. I believe you call it a suburb of Melbourne, and it has all these outlet stores. And so we're in Union Hill, and the typical Hector. Money, I found money. It's like, good job, Hector. But then he found this other device, right? And so we, I'm, and he's sort of, he's tagging along with me. And so we go through like the Nike shop. Okay, we, we leave. Beep, 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 beep. And we're like, I'm like, what? Did you steal something, Hector? Nah. Okay, we go to the next store. Have a look around. Oh, yeah, Adidas. Adidas, yeah, this is pretty cool. Walk out. Beep, 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 beep. What's going on? After about the sixth shop, I'm like, Hector, what? Because then they got like security guards at the front of every shop. I'm like, Hector, what, what have you got? And he goes, oh, I found this. He found one of them. And, he, and he's setting off all the alarms. I'm like, Hector. But Hector was always looking for something strange. He was always looking for treasure. He was always looking for something to him that was valuable. Yeah. And that is what we're going to look at at these stories. We want, we, we, we're going to look at the Hector of the Bible where they have eyes to see something of value. Eyes to see something yeah. that you draw to. So now we're going to look at that, Larissa. Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 to 46. And it says this. The parables of the hidden treasure and the pearl. Hmm. Hmm. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, I love some translations say the joy, in such joy, yippee, he hid it again and sold everything. Can everybody say that? Everything. 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 <laughs> Don't imagine that. Like, sold everything. He hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. That is pretty radical. Selling everything because he was so joyful. PS4, gotta go. PS5, gotta go. iPhone, gotta go. Yeezys, gotta go. Basketball, gotta go. Because there's joy. I've got a joy that I want that treasure. I want that field. Because in the Jesus Jewish day, basically... If a servant found something in a field, then it technically belongs to the master. So if you found a treasure in the field, and then because it was in the field, technically it belongs to your master. But this person is like, I want. If I own the field, I own the treasure. Mm. If I own the field, the, the treasure is mine. Yeah. So he goes, No, I'm not going to rest. I'm not going to delay. I'm going to get rid of everything that I have. Because I found what I've been looking for. Yeah. I found something of far more valuable to me than what I've the, the clothes I wear, the, the games I play, the, the 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 accumulation of things I've accumulated. This treasure far surpasses all that I've ever experienced before. Hmm. Then verse 45. And again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought yeah. it. Hmm. I love, I love these. They're so simple, but can you can you picture that? Like when I read this, merchant on the lookout for choice pearls, I can see my cousin Hector. Money, money. He he had eyes looking for coins, yeah. and he found it. Yeah. And a merchant 
is looking for a great pearl he goes, he's look, he knows what he's looking for. And I want to ask us as a youth ministry, what are we looking for? What, what do your eye, what do you, and, and this is even what these parables are talking about, but do you always see trouble? Oh yeah, I knew something bad was going to happen for me today. Because your, your merchant eyes are looking for you. Yeah. Well, with me. Or do you go, you know what? Blessings can come in my way. Yeah. God, do you think God, God's going to give me an opportunity yeah. for something? What are you, what are you looking for? Yeah. Because what you're yeah. looking for, you will find. Yeah. If you're looking for... And so he, he was looking for a, a pearl and he found it. And, and, he, and what did he do? He sold everything he owned and bought it. And so here's the questions when we're reading this that are logical questions that we ask. So, so we, Jesus is telling us about the kingdom of heaven. Well, so what is this kingdom of heaven? What, how, how does this relate to us? And some questions that we can ask is, is Jesus talking about us? Or is Jesus talking about himself? So when it comes to the, the man and the pearl or the man and the treasure, is he talking about himself? Or is he talking about us? That's the first question we've got to ask ourselves. Another one is, so then, is it us finding Jesus? Is he the great treasure? Is he the great pearl? Or is Jesus finding us? Are we the treasure and are we the pearl? Hmm. Do we sell everything for the cause of Jesus? Or did Jesus sell everything to purchase us? Hmm. That, they're, they're the two major two sh- thoughts that, that this can lead us to. And what does that mean? What does the kingdom of heaven mean? Does the kingdom of heaven mean that when we know who Jesus is, nothing else in life matters? Nothing else comes to can compare? No house, no car, no, no this, no that. Jesus is my all in all. He yeah. offerings mean nothing to me because I just want to see Jesus uplifted. Or is that, that Jesus finds us and goes, there's value there. It doesn't matter what it costs. Yeah. I want to. I want to own that person. I want to have. I want to have them in my life. And so, uh, I I would I would say my, my what Holy Spirit saying to me. It does mean both. I believe this parable speaks to both of those those elements. Yes, it is. When we, when we have a revelation of who Jesus is, when our eyes are searching, I need a savior. That I understand there's more to my life than just. I live 80 years that I might die. There's more to my life than this. There is eternity. There is, and so when our eyes are searching, what is the answer? What, what, what is the meaning? What is the purpose? Why has God placed me on earth? Because some people believe, oh, it's evolution. Well, I'm just here by mistake. But when we realize, no, there's got to be more to it than just, yeah. just chance, happenstance. We weren't the monkey that got lucky. But then we go, when our eyes are searching on that journey, what is yeah. the reason? What is the purpose? When we find Jesus, we realize it doesn't matter what it costs. It doesn't matter what, what things come my way. God is so better and I'll give up everything to, to get a hold of Jesus for my life. And I believe that when, when we really know Jesus, it is so exciting to go, you know what? Have my car. Have my house. Have this. Have that. Because I just want you. That's it. But I think it, the more powerful point is, which that is true, and I think there is a cost to the, which like that, that is a big cost. But when you find Jesus, it's not a cost because you have an eternal perspective that I'm a part of the kingdom of God and this earth life is so temporary, mm. it, it means nothing to me. But I think the more powerful uh, uh, thing that we learn from this is the fact that Jesus finds us. And that's why we want to read Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. Philippians chapter 2, 5 to 11. 
And it goes like, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. In that name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus is Lord to the glory of, uh, of God the Father. And that, that what we read there in Philippians is amazing. It's saying that Jesus, what, what, what was God of the universe, he, he, you read the Bible, it talks about if God is hungry, does he ask us to give him sheep? No. He, he created all the sheep. Mm. If he needs something, does he ask us? No. Because he, he doesn't need our help. He, he helps us. And so that God, the creator, if, if he needs something, he'll just create it. Yeah. God does that. But he humbled himself from that place of majesty, glory, honor, mm. all of those things, and said, I'm going to humble myself and become a part of my creation, which is mind-blowing, because he then wanted to die on the cross because he saw the treasure in us yeah. Yeah. and says, I'm going to give all of my wealth. Because yeah. that's what he's saying. The kingdom of God is like this. I had all the wealth. I had all these things in heaven, but I'm going to sell all that so I can get the treasure. I'm going to sell all that so I can have you. And I want to look at it like this, right? Crisp 20. Is that a crisp 20? Yeah, crisp 20. Right? Who, who wants this $20? Bella wants it. Do you want it? Hey, why, why do you want the 20? I can get KFC. Can I get, boom, shakalaka. This 20 can get KFC, right? But what, what happens if we, we put a bit of tomato paste on this Bella? Yeah, well, I don't want it now. Oh, you don't want it now? Why not, Bella? Because it's going to be all gross. Oh, is it? Do you want it? Are you sure? I'll take yes. it. Yeah, <laughs> do you want it? Why do you want it, Desmond? Because it's valuable. It's valuable. Oh, oh Desmond's got it, right? Hey! So, well, so, so, but, so I want to suggest that that $20 represents your life, right? That this, this pasty, this pasty $20 represents our life. Where we go, oh, uh, we, we got, va- $20 has value. You can buy KFC. You can buy whatever you want with a $20 note, right? Yeah. But, we, but in life, things happen. It's like, oh, rejection. Oh, oh. Bad, like calling, called your names, whatever. You enter the thing that makes you discouraged. But as Desmond realised, it doesn't matter what gun gets on your life. It yeah. doesn't diminish oh, your value that you're twenty dollars. That that with Jesus, he goes. You know what? I can clean off all of that mess. Yeah. I can get, clean off all that gun. Yeah. And the twenty dollars is still a crisp, yeah. valuable twenty dollars because I because he sees, and that's the same thing that Jesus sang there. It doesn't matter what people go, oh, it's all dirty, it's all got tomato sauce all over it. But Jesus is saying, no, I see the yeah. value in the, in the $20 note that, that you can, <laughs> I'm going to have it and own it. Because it doesn't matter what yeah. you get on the $20, yeah. the $20 still yeah. has yeah. value, right. it still has meaning. 
And that's how Jesus sees us. Yep. That there's value and meaning yep. in our yep. life. That he will do whatever is required that we, that we would understand. <laughs> he loved us so much that we have value. And I want you to understand that tonight. That as we understand these parables of the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God, we are valuable. In the kingdom of God, we were worth dying for. In the kingdom of God, there was a Savior that came to say, you know what? It doesn't matter the mess you've been through. It doesn't matter the rejection that you've had. You you enter the thing for your life. Oh, well, why did my parents get divorced? Why did my brother bully me? Why did my sister bully me? Why did this inappropriate thing happen to me? It doesn't matter. You enter that issue in. But Jesus goes, you know what? I'm going to clean them up because I see the value in your life and that's why I love being a part of the kingdom of God because it doesn't matter what excuse what label's been put on me there's still value in my life there's still a reason yeah. and a purpose for me to live yeah. and we can flourish and thrive in a great way because Jesus knows our value and is going to clean us up that we can be the crisp $20 that gets Bell KFC at the start so let's pray and, and, and just yeah. commit these, these next, this whole term to God. Father, right now, we just thank you so much for the realities of the kingdom of yeah. God. And just as we read these stories about the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like, may we understand that the kingdom of heaven yeah. is like, that when we encounter you, there's nothing else yeah. that can compare. No. That why wouldn't we give offerings? Why wouldn't we sacrifice our life? Why wouldn't we sell house, plane, car, and, and just find you because you are the reason for our life. But God, we just pray for every lie that's come into our hearts that says we're invaluable. That yep. what's the purpose of our life? What's the meaning? Why are we even here? That we would understand yep. that there, there was a merchant looking for yep. something of value yep. and he saw us. When other people saw tomato sauce, when other people saw yuck and mess, yep. you said, no, 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 there's, there's valuable in yep. that. Yep. I can buy KFC with that. Yep. And Lord, we just thank you for the KFC that our lives are going to buy in the spiritual of awesome of things because you've seen it and you're going to clean us and you're going to help us live out everything that you've called us to live out because we're part of the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, we said, Amen. 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 Great job, guys. Great job.